Hey guys, welcome back to Combos at the Kitchen Counter. Uh, it's just me today, so if you guys were hoping for a special guest or somebody more entertaining, uh, you come to the wrong fucking place. And also, there's nobody more entertaining than me, so we'll just go ahead and get that out in the open. But welcome back. We talk in this podcast, well, in every podcast, we talk about trauma and drama and being mamas, um, I guess we don't talk about all three of those things in every single episode or it would get very redundant, but we do like to discuss those things eventually at some point throughout um, this podcast in a whole, not this episode. Anyway, what the fuck is up, guys? It's been literally since, I think, February was the last one I made. It is May, the end of May right now, so awesome. Remember when I was like, yeah, every week. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where that Bailey went, but if anybody could find her, that would be dope. Um, but I realized that the last podcast I made, we didn't talk, I want to talk about uh, my Vegas trip. We went to Vegas in February. That was dope. I want to talk about the documentary we shot. Um, my sister, she moved to Colorado. So kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, we went to Texas, just a little bit of like stuff we've been up to, nothing crazy, nothing to, uh, nothing too vulnerable. I'm fucking thirsty and I'm like looking around my room and there's nothing to drink at all. So I'm just going to have to open this uh, truly here that I actually opened a few minutes ago. I'm acting like I, I'm trying to act like I just opened it, but it's like, Bailey, it's not going to make the fizz noise. You, you already fucking did it, but yeah, it's a truly, I know it's like 2.03 PM on a, what the fuck's today? Thursday. Uh, I guess it really doesn't matter because I'm a almost 30-year-old woman, and I guess if I want to have a beer on Thursday, I can. So thank you guys for not judging me, and if you are, uh, please leave the fucking podcast. But let's get started. So I think first I want to talk about Vegas. Um, it was a really fucking cool experience because I've never been, like, flown out anywhere except for, well, I guess, like, when your parents buy you plane tickets. So actually I've been flown out a lot because <laughs> you know me, but no, nah, I guess the, I've never been flown out anywhere by somebody other than my parents. So that was a really cool experience. And I got to bring Audrey and we really just got to, you know, live the fucking life. Uh, we live in North Carolina, so we were flown to Vegas and it was a pretty quick trip. And then we get there and they're putting us in the MGM, which that was cool in itself. And uh, we get there. I've been to Vegas a couple times before, but Audrey had never been, so it was really a cool experience for her. But, um, you know, there's casinos, there's lights, there's music. Everybody's fucked up. Like, nobody sleeps in Vegas, I don't think. So, like, no matter what time you get there, whether it be, like, 4 p.m. or 4 a.m., there's always going to be people drunk and asleep at the <laughs> slot machines. It does not matter what time it is. Someone's drunk and asleep. And that's the kind of environment I like to be around, um, people that are more fucked up than me. So it's like, hell yeah, look at me, better than all, no, I'm not at all, it's just, it's just such a fun time. So we went, we got in our room, we immediately had to go uh, to the Cleveland Clinic Lou Ruvo Center for Brain Health, and that had, it's actually this whole funky ass looking building that's supposed to be shaped like a brain that's like right in the middle of Las Vegas, and it's very cool because there's like no other facility like that that 
um, handles brain health and like talks about Alzheimer's, dementia, all the different types of dementias, really. And it's just really cool because it's like the first of its kind in Nevada. So that was awesome to be around. And they have, you know, one of the cool things is like when you're walking down the hallway, they don't have like squared off hallways like we do. They are all of the turns are rounded. So like, you know, there's not a chance for people to bump into like the corners of the walls and hurt themselves. And I thought that was really like thoughtful because my dad especially like gets super dizzy and he bumps into shit all the time and like due to all of his drinking his skin is like super thin so like he'll bump into something and just fucking bleed jesus but uh so i thought something like having rounded off walls was really thoughtful for people and you don't think about that shit until you can't walk straight and you're like jesus these these are some pointy ass walls but um, so just, that was like the first thing. And then another cool thing about that place is when you walk in, um, they have like a big bucket of roses and it's for everybody when they leave, everybody gets to take a rose. And I thought that was just really fucking cool. Cause you know, it's kind of like no matter what news you might've gotten or no matter like how you felt your appointment went, you can always leave with like, I guess a little bit of beauty in like a shitty situation. It doesn't always have to be shitty, but you assume in facilities like that or medical institutions, not medical institutions, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you would assume in something like that, there's a lot of sadness or at least I do, but that could just be me. But anyway, so when we went there and we, it was a lot of cool. We toured the, fas- the fas- wow, we toured the facility and uh, it was dope. And then we immediately left and um i think we fucking drank i mean what else do you do in vegas besides drink and gamble so we drank oh yeah and we gambled so yeah we did both of those things and it was just so much fun the first day uh the second day we had to like um oh shit it was like at this point like three months ago so i'm like wait what did we do in vegas you know what happens in vegas stays in vegas and that includes your memories of vegas because i don't fucking remember it but um I just, oh yeah, well, like, we just walked around the strip and, like, went on the tram that they have and um, just viewed everything, just, like, saw the sights that we really could in the short period of time that we were there, because Audrey had never been. I've been, so I was like, just give me a drink and we'll walk around, like, I don't give a fuck what we do, but it was really cool, because she got to see, and, like, you know, she's never really been on the West Coast before. I was born in Arizona, well, no, I was not born in Arizona, I was raised in Arizona, so, like, we would go to Mexico for vacations. We would go to California, like been there, done all that. It's beautiful down there, but she's never seen anything like it. So it was really cool to like look out and see all these like fucking snow uh, capped mountains while it's like hot as shit where you are. It's like, it's a trippy experience, man, of like how life can just be so fucking crazy. And yeah. <laughs> Another cool part of exploring Vegas was um, going to. Jesus, I forget it. I don't know the names of anything, but the giant mall and like I think it's Caesar's Palace, just like the big I could be I could be completely wrong. So just actually don't listen to anything I say. If it's a if it could be a fact, I'm wrong. So just take that into consideration. But there's a giant mall there with like a fountain of the gods and all that shit. And we went into the Louis Vuitton store and uh, you know, everything there is like I'm not touching anything there. I'm not even taking a chance. And uh of course like weed is legal so i'm probably stoned walking around the store like jesus christ bailey don't 
knock anything over because I just be walking sometimes. And these hips don't lie. So sometimes, sometimes things happen accidentally and I can't help it. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen in the Louis Vuitton store in Vegas. I'm not trying to cry and immediately get on a plane home because I knocked over something at the Louis Vuitton store. So uh, we go, of course, to the perfume section where there's so much glass. I didn't knock anything over, by the way. I know this is making it sound like I'm about to do something embarrassing, but I wasn't. Of course, I would never embarrass myself like that. And, uh, but I, there's this perfume there, and, uh, it smelled so good. It smelled amazing. And it's Louis Vuitton, and it's called Love Spell. Fuck, dude. Actually, I think that's completely wrong. I don't think. I don't think that's what it's called. I think it's I have a spell on you or something like that. I don't know. Jesus, why do I like say I know things or like let me tell you this fact about something and then I have no idea what it's called. That's how y'all know I need to just like stop talking because I'm just talking to talk at this point. But anyway, I look at the perfume. It's $400, so I'm like, "Nah, dude, I would never ever ever buy that." And lo and behold, when I got home, I bought it. So that's probably the most expensive thing I own besides my Versace bag, which can we talk about the Versace bag? Because that was a gift given to me by um, my good friend Jen on TikTok. Um, Jen really, she is our Versace queen, we call her, because she works, and you know, again, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she works for like some sort of HR department with Versace out of New York. And if this woman didn't get a Versace bag with a gold chain sent to me to my house, I fucking flipped shit. I was so excited. It's still in like its dust bag in the closet because I don't want to like touch it. But I did wear it to the event in Vegas. So the whole reason we were flown out to Vegas was to go to this event. And it's like a fundraiser to raise money for um, the Lou Ruvo Cleveland Clinic Center. So we go, I've never been to anything like this. You know, I live in, I live in like North Carolina, the South. So like the biggest event we have is fucking furniture world market. Like we, we, yeah, like it's nothing. So, well, actually it's huge here. Don't, if a North Carolinian heard me say that furniture market was not large, somebody would come to my house and fucking snipe me. So yeah, if you're ever in North Carolina, go to furniture market. Um, but so I've never been to like a fancy event like this. So we walk in and we're brought into this big room and it's like an auction room. And they're like, here, have all the alcohol you want. It's all free. It's all, um, it was all sponsored by who the fuck was it? Patron. Cause I guess the guy who like one of the co-founders or one of like the top donators of it is like, honestly, I should know more about this, but it's been three months at this point, guys. And I can't make my attention span longer than that. So, um, but the event was sponsored by Patron. So they were like, get all the Patron you want. So I'm like, all right, that's all I need. But I'm like drinking and I'm looking around and there's like all these auctions for like th tens of thousands of dollars to like, for this bottle of wine, $8,000 or for this bag, $3,000. Like the cheapest thing I saw was like 500. And I was considering just buying it just because like, I feel weird being here and not buying anything. Like I'm just here drinking the free drinks and waiting for the event to start because there's all these like performers performing. And finally, the auction ends. We take, we're, you know, we're taking all these pictures the whole time. Like, people are coming up to us being like, what the fuck? Hey. And it was really awesome. Um, people were calling me, oh, my God. People were calling me the TikTok queen. At one point, I had people, my friends, were bowing. My friends were bowing to me. And that's when it got a little uncomfortable. And I was like, all right, guys, we need to, <laughs> we need to 
remain calm and never do this again. Get the fuck off the floor. But that's neither here nor there. So finally, the rich ass auction ends and I feel a little better about myself. And then we go sit at our table and they're like, all right, and here's the big auction. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So we, we're sitting there and they're like, okay, so for a chance to get on a yacht with Bon Jovi and have dinner on his yacht and then go to his house and meet his wife, it's $45,000. And people just start raising those fucking flags and they're like 50,000, 55. And it's like a real auctioneer. So he's like, hey, can we get to 65 then? And it's like, oh my God, it was so fucking funny. And there was just so much so much money being spent by so many rich people that have nothing better to do. And you can tell it was like a bunch of old men trying to impress their like young wives or young girlfriends. And it was just like, ew. But I mean, <coughs> excuse me. But I mean, shit. If I had the money, I would definitely be like, if Audrey came with me to an auction and she was like, babe, buy me this. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I will take that. Um, buying things for people is a love language of mine. Absolutely. Like if I know that buying you something that you want is going to make you happy or you're going to be like, wow, nobody, if I know it's, if I know you want it, I'm gonna buy it. And that's just, and it's a very toxic trait of mine. I feel because obviously I don't think money can buy love, but I do feel like money can buy some form of happiness and I do feel like if I have the money I'm gonna spend it and so uh and that you know I don't it's neither a good thing nor a bad thing but shit I guess it's better than being like super frugal and like being like nah my money's my like you cannot take it with you when you die so let's spend it so that's why I bought that $400 Louis Vuitton perfume and that's why well I didn't buy the Versace bag but that's why I have a Versace bag because somebody decided to spend that money on it and I'm very thankful for all of the things people have sent me. I don't want to seem um, greedy or un unthankful. Like, it's very insane. And it's hard for me to talk about because, um, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, hey, yeah, um, thousands of people on the internet have bought my family and I things. And um, it's awesome. You know, like, what do I fucking say? But besides, thank you. And I try to say thank you every time. And if I haven't said thank you to you personally, thank you. And I love you. But um, so they do this rich ass auction and that's awesome. Whatever. We're like $400,000 in. And then some random dude stands up and I'm like, who is this? And it's like, I think his name is like Jean Valjean or something like that. And it's like the CEO of Paul Mitchell hair products and like um, some, some other shit. And I'm just like, oh, that guy. And he's like, eh, yeah, I'll match a milli. And they just put a million on the board right there. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like that. So that was really fucking cool. And uh, just being able to be a part of something. And they let everybody donate. So, of course, your girl, she, <laughs> I donated some and I got my, like, <laughs> they, they had a little board on the, or they had a TV, a, not a little one, a giant, like, jumbotron on the screen. And anybody who donated their name would pop up on it. And best believe my name popped up. And I was like, yeah, thank you, period. Let me snap a picture. <laughs> it was like, it was probably like $30. And everybody's like buying like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of shit. And here I am 
but you know every every cent counts right guys so you know that 30 bucks paid for somebody's uber eats that day in the facility so i'm cool with that but it was a really cool experience and then after the auction we had all these performers come out um a bunch of old people and i wish i could like remember their names but obviously i know there was like sammy hagar um fuck john mayer was there who's not old he did really well actually i was very surprised by that um john mayer is kind of a douche and i was just like not looking forward to that one the most but i think it was the best performance it was very cool like when he sang the song gravity they like turned off all the lights and did like some sort of like space light projector behind him and it was just like really set the mood i was like all right john mayer knows what the fuck he's doing he knows what he's doing with this song so that was really cool and um alice cooper was there um i'm trying to remember like who all the there were so many artists and then they'd sing a song and i'm like oh yeah it was definitely like 70s and 80s music like pop hits that i can't uh, think of at the time and there was a comedian uh, so it was really cool, and I really had a good time. And I hope nobody from the Cleveland Clinic is listening to this because obviously I just butchered so much of that information. And I'm very lucky to be able to do what I did. It was just also three months ago. And, um, you know, I should just really have had a piece of paper, like, explaining all of this. But then that's not me. That's not the authentic me, and I'm here for the real me, which is the no-note, have-an-ass bitch that I am. So... Uh, Vegas was amazing. We had so much fun. It was the exp- it was an experience of a lifetime that I know not a lot of people get to experience. So the fact that I did, fuck yeah, it was amazing. And shout out to the Cleveland Clinic Lou Ruvo Center for Brain Health. Mwah. Also, this podcast is brought to you by the song Jungle by Her. Actually, it's by Drake, but I like the her version better, H-E-R, um, for obvious reasons. But And this podcast is really not bought to you, brought to you by anything, but I just love that fucking song. So everybody listening should go listen to that song and then uh, come back. But um, And we also don't even have any fucking podcast snacks, so I feel like this was really ill-prepared. Um, all I have is this truly, and I feel like... That is not nearly enough, so maybe uh, maybe next time we'll do a little better with that. But anyway, so the documentary. Bum, 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 bum. I know so many people are curious about it. I know so many people have so many questions. And, you know, some of us, I myself have some questions. You know, like uh, I need to see an edit before they just post it. You know, no, not really. Um, I'm hoping for the best there, but... Uh, it should be this summer. The podcast should be coming out this summer. I do not know a date. I do not know a station. I do not know an online website that you could see it on. And when I do know, I will let you guys know. There's still so much shit to do with editing, like, weeks worth of footage and, like, what the fuck ever else they have to do. I have no earthly idea what they do you guys i don't even edit these videos i literally just press play and go like if i had to edit this you would not be hearing me so i don't know anything about the process all i know is what they told me and what they told me is bailey you're a fucking rock star don't ever stop doing what you're doing and i'm like okay fuck yeah so that's all i know guys but filming it that was a whole different thing um Fuck, I am so thirsty, and the last thing I want is this damn truly. 
Um, but we're just going to have bottoms up, guys. Shooting the documentary was super cool. Um, so Emily, and then there was like four or no, there's about five other filming crews. So there was like, uh, and honestly, I don't know all the terms for everybody. I just, I just know what they looked like they were doing. So I'm going to describe to you what they looked like they were doing. And you can take from that whatever you would like. Emily was, I want to say like the director, like, you know, she's the one that had the vision, the image of what she wanted things to look like. She moved people around, did all that. That was Emily. Uh, Raphael, he is Emily's husband and he was a videographer. He was film or not a videographer. What the fuck? I don't, I don't know the difference between a person who films stuff and a videographer. So if they're the same, yes, that's what he was. If they're not, then he's not that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not out here trying to say things I don't understand, but actually I am because that's all I say are things I don't get. So that's fine. I'm just out here trying to act smarter than I am, I guess, even though I am uh, the smartest person, the sixth smartest person on the East Coast. I just want to clarify that everybody knows that I am the sixth smartest person on the East Coast and the first, I'm the number one funniest person on the East Coast. So um, if you're looking for facts, don't. Uh, you will not be able to find that information anywhere. I just know it for a fact. So anyway, um, Raphael was, he was videoing. He had the camera. He was a camera guy. Um, there was another guy, Ballant. Ballant replaced all of the light bulbs in my house with LED light bulbs. First of all, wow. Second of all, don't do that. Okay. That is Wow, you want to look at yourself in a different light, literally and figuratively, do not get, go get some LED light bulbs, try it out, you know? Although it did make me realize that the lighting in bathrooms is just bad. Like they just really set us up for failure there. So I'm replacing all the lighting in my bathroom, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, and then we had uh, Chloe who was the photographer and she just took pictures of everything that was going on the whole time. And uh, honestly, we had Max, who was also somewhat of a director, also somewhat of a, um, uh, nice guy. I really don't know what else, you know, Max did. He did a lot. I know he did a lot, and that's all I really got. And then there was also another man who I loved the most, and I don't remember his name. So that's how you guys know I truly am a bitch. The people I love the most, I don't even know their names. Jesus Christ. Either way, I love you so much. And if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. And I know it's like a short name, but a short name for a real stand-up guy. And uh, loved him. He was the sound guy. And he, that was, that's a crazy job, figuring out sound. And then like, if there's, if there's sound going on in the room, we have to do a separate shot of just the room noise to kind of like cancel it out when they edit it. It's crazy. But it was really cool. So they came over. I fed them all. We're all Southern hospitality over here. So I fed them all when they got here. We all hung out at the house, kind of toured the house a little bit. They put all those light bulbs in, kind of like talked to us about the plan. Then they came back early as fuck the next morning, like early as fuck. And, you know, I smoke weed. So like, uh, and like, I think they know that, but, you know, I don't ever want to be the person that like you walk up and like, the last thing I want is my house to smell like weed. Like I don't. I don't like the vibe. I don't like walking into somebody's house and like, I guess if you're just like smoking that one time or like, you know, I just don't want someone, I don't want my house 
to smell constantly like weed or for people to think that my house constantly smells like weed. And it doesn't because I have a nine-year-old and she's a snitch, but I don't want my stuff smelling like weed. So um, that was kind of difficult because like they're in the house filming all day long and like there's not a time for you to like go and do what you need to do there or like take a minute to yourself because they're like, hey, we want mics on you and we want cameras on you and it's going to be all day long. And even when they're like, when you go to the bathroom, just unplug the mic, but keep it on. And so I have to sit there and remember to fucking unplug my mic before I go pee, before this turns into a fucking sexual assault case. But either way, um, it was so much fun. Like, they were so cool. And it was like, like I've said before, an experience of a lifetime. And that, it was fucking insane. And it's so funny because, like, my dad... Every day they would come, we'd have to reintroduce and do a whole thing. And it really was more than every day, but it was it was just so much for him. And I mean, like, he had a great time. It wasn't bad or anything. It was just a lot, and it was a lot of people, and he he didn't – I don't think he took it – I don't think he took it badly. I think he just – it was like he was tired. And when everybody left, he slept like a whole day because it was just a lot. I think overstimulating is the best way to put it, but – in a good way. And um, I am just a little nervous about the documentary, mainly because I, it's just not, at least from what I remember recording, not the happiest thing. And it's not the most heartwarming thing. And I mean, they might edit it differently to make it look more like that or might, you know, Maybe I'm just remembering more not happy things than happy things, but I just like the last thing I want to do is hurt my parents. And um, I just know I said some things in there that might hurt their feelings. They're not lies, but I think it just, you know, might hurt. And that's the last thing I want to do. And so I'm kind of nervous on that aspect, but like I'm not saying Emily or any of them would, would do something like that or like hurt their feelings on purpose. I'm just, you know, some things I said that they want in the video. It's my truth. And, you know, it's annoying as fuck when like, like us as our, as us as kids, not children, but like having parents, like we tell something that we feel or like we talk about something that like we feel is real to us. And even like the people like our parents will sit there and tell us that like we're making it up or it's not real or they didn't do that stuff or, you know, like I have, people in my life whose parents like wouldn't like just refuse to believe that they had anything to do with their children growing up needing therapy or, you know, their children having, you know, dating issues or relationship issues due to their bring up by their parents. And I think it's just like, as a parent, I want to be open and accepting of the fact that I might do something that hurts my daughter and I can't avoid that because I think we all do things that hurt people sometimes even though we don't mean to and I think as a parent I just want her to know that if I hurt her feelings like she can talk to me about it and it'll be okay and like no matter what like I'll go I'll go through it with her and she doesn't have to do it alone and I'm always on her side like it's never going to be wow Lily why would you say that about me it's always going to be like let me work harder to make sure that doesn't happen again because my relationship with my daughter is the most important one I have in my life. So I would do anything to make sure that that one stayed as awesome as it is. And it is awesome. And she is awesome. And we have a good time. So 
I literally just went off on a tangent and forgot what I was saying. But oh, yeah, basically, I just don't know how I feel about my parents watching it. But at the end of the day, they'll forget, won't they? Um, but then, you know, everybody else seeing it, too. And there's just like thousands and thousands of people who want to see it. And like. I'm just afraid that people might look at it in a or at least like look at me in a different way than they did. But, you know, I can't help the way people perceive me or the way people think I am. You know, I try and like show as honest and as much of myself as possible. And if people want to take it a certain way or if they want to try and turn me into somebody I'm not or then that's not my fucking problem. You know, you can't help what other people think about you. So I think I just need to uh, accept that and understand that uh, no matter what, I told the truth and I told how I felt and I spoke from my heart and I just feel like that's all I can do in that instance. So it was a lot of fun and uh, never ever would have thought something like this would have ever happened to me. And no matter how it comes out, it was cool as fuck. And I appreciate y'all um, wanting to be so involved and wanting to watch. It's really cool. Uh, the support from y'all, it means everything to me, but enough about that. And then my dad, um, shit's been a little different with my dad lately. He's, um, you know, dad has a progressive illness, if you're new here. And um, it's just progressing, it seems. And he's just wanting to sleep a lot. He's very confused, kind of mad. And that's cool, old man. You ain't got to be nice to me. Just don't don't be weird and don't put your hands on me. That's really my main thing. He can be He can be mad if he wants. He deserves that. But... Uh, the other day I was making a, a video, and I've said this so many times, but I figured I'd just go ahead and say it now because so everyone can hear it on the podcast. But um, I was making a video, and he, I was helping him out of the bed, and he grabbed grabbed my side, pulled me in, talked about how good my chest looked, and started touching my chest. And um, it was very uncomfortable for me. And my dad has made a couple like sexual innuendos at me, but he's never like touched me like that. So uh, I was definitely uncomfortable and definitely, definitely, definitely uh, hated that. And that's just a whole other, it's a whole other couple months of therapy, just that one incident. But, um, it's fine. And I understand that it's not him and I understand it's his brain condition, but it's still fucking gross. And I just wish like, like, my eyes would have been closed or something, so I didn't see my dad doing it. So I, like, could have, like, just been like, okay, this was a bad dream or something, but I, like, cannot stop. You know how, like, something gets stuck in your head and you cannot get it out of your head? Yeah, right now it's that. So if we could all just think of something else for me, please, God, to think about so I'm not um, thinking about my dad anymore, that, that would be so great. And that, like, 10 seconds of horribleness that happened. That's it's just like replaying over in my mind. And I was making a video while it happened. So I had to edit that part out of the video. So I'm sitting there just staring at it, like trying to get it out. And it's like not going. And I'm like, oh my God, get the fuck out of my face. But whatever, it's fine. Anyway, dad's okay. He's a sweetie pie. He's just very confused. And he's in a house full of women. So it's just like, ugh. I get it, I guess. If I was if I had dimension was in a house full of women, I I'm sure would do something that made them all uncomfortable and I hate that, but I probably would. I hate myself. But either way, 
we went to we went to Texas. Uh, my grandma had a fall and suffered a brain aneurysm. She um, was supposed to have emergency heart surgery, and they were like, "Ma'am, you are not stable enough uh, to have that. You're you're not well enough, and I'm not sure you would make it out of anesthesia." So uh, they took her off of ma- most of her medications and uh, brought her home on hospice care. And I haven't seen my grandma in probably about six years before this. And my aunt, uh, my mom and dad were supposed to go to Chicago. And my aunt called me and was like, yeah, you got to cancel their trip. Rhonda needs to come down here now because we don't know what's going on with their mom. Uh, So we booked a flight for mom to go down there that night or like the next early, early morning. And um, we all drove down there, me, Audrey, dad, and Lily. We drove to Lubbock, Texas, which is literally 25 uh, hours away, one way. And it was the worst experience ever. My dad did not sleep either car, either 25-hour car rides there or back. He didn't sleep at all. And I think it was just because he's sitting up and, like, he's already so confused. So he's probably, like, in his head, like, I can't sleep unless I'm laying down. If I'm sitting up, I'm not supposed to sleep. And I don't know what the fuck it was, but he was, like, fighting it like a little toddler. And it was so annoying and uh, caused for severe delusion and caused for, you know, like, severe confusion and... Me and Audrey are just trying to fucking drive and get this drive over with so we can get there and see my grandma. And Lily's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she's in the back of the car, just like, okay, Papa, what? why'd you sit me next to him? <laughs> but um, it was a fun time. And besides, you know, the fucking delusion and paranoia from Dad, from him not sleeping, it was, it was an okay drive. But getting to Texas was a lot of fun, and it was nice uh, to see my family – and to spend time with them. My aunt has a farm and she's got like hundreds of chickens and goats and pigs and fucking dogs and everything there. So, you know, we were living that country life, doing farm chores. I literally wrangled a pig while I was there. What the fuck? I did. I'm literally here to see my grandma and I'm wrangling a pig. But I mean, like I, I was the one that volunteered. I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do this. So it wasn't like Nobody forced me to do anything. I literally at some points was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I love you guys. I'm going to go somewhere else. So nobody's going to make me do anything, by the way. My family was really cool and they, nobody was sitting there being like, everybody knew what we were there for and we were all just there to spend time with grandma. So it was really nice and uh, we got to go see her and uh, she's still doing, you know, she's still on hospice and she's still at home and they're just trying to make her as comfortable as possible and, you know. As long as she is comfortable and kicking, then uh, I say, I'd say everything's okay in that aspect. I mean, as okay as somebody being in hospice can be, you know, there's people who are in my lives like, wow, you lied. Your grandma's not really sick. She's fine. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just saying, no, she's not. She definitely is not okay. But, you know, whatever helps y'all sleep at night, whatever you got to tell yourselves. People swear to God, they they want me to be a liar so bad. People want me to have made all of this up so bad. Oh my God, it's sick. Um, which like, you know, it's, it's cute that you guys think about me as often as you do and that I'm in your mind as often as I am. So here I am in your ear now, even much closer now. Um, thank you so much for thinking about me as often as you do, and please continue. And while you're at it, my cash app is Meow Bailey. So while you're thinking of me, go ahead and send send the funds. 
But yeah, I loved Texas. But other than all of that shit we just talked about, um, let's see, we got, oh my God, we got a pool pass at the sports clubs and now we're fucking rich, fancy people at a fucking sports club, you know, having waiters come up to us asking us what we want to drink. Yes, Garcon, I will take the chicken tendies and fries. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of fun and my parents love the pool and it's like, uh, Lily and I timed it. It's one song of Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. So it's only one Smooth Criminal away. Um, and it's really dope. And it's, uh, it's I can't wait to go. It's starting to open. It opens every day starting this weekend. So we will be there every single day. And I just really have nothing else to talk about for you guys today. And I know, I know, I wish there was like, I had a sound keyboard that played those sounds like, Oh, like the audience noises, you know, because I would have just played like boo me saying I was leaving because um, because I'm obsessed with myself and I know you guys are sad that I'm leaving and I'm sad, too, but it's time and I have to go. I have to get ready. Mom and I are going to trivia tonight. Uh, we have a lot of fun at trivia. We go downtown and uh, lose. We lose badly. Um, we actually try to cheat and we still lose badly. So really we just go to kind of humble ourselves once a week and just be like, all right, I am obviously not as smart as I at one point thought I was at all, but it's just a lot of fun to go out with mom and hang out and laugh and, um, you know, just get to spend that one-on-one -on -one time together that we don't really have anymore. But Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for your patience, your three months of patience and all before that, and um, I promise I will make another video uh, or another podcast, I promise, uh, before I die, so that's a, that's a timeline, but that's all you guys get from me, and I hope you guys do something for yourself today, and you have a fantastic rest of your evening. Bye.